doesn't make the opening awkward. Oh, God. You're always making the opening awkward. Yeah, I know. This <laughs> totally the... doesn't sound scripted and forced. No, not... A... Hey, you guys! <laughs> Welcome to the Skates to Throats podcast. This is November 23rd, 2019. I am here with my good friend, Dakota Lashak, and the great one, Sean McIntyre. Dakota, say hello to the good people. Yeah, the boys are back in town. It's been a minute since it's been all three of us on here. Uh, what's going on, everybody? How has your week been? I know from one, mine's been kind of shitty, but you know, it's, it's starting to come back. So oh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 see if the Flyers can hold on to this. They're going into over. They're in overtime right now. So hey, uh, I've good. had I've had I've had worse weeks for sure. I, I've been off <laughs> this week, and I'm off all next week. So I've been watching a lot of hockey. Uh, how about you, Sean? How's your week going, bud? I've been doing all right. It's good to have the boys back. We got the whole the whole line here. Well, uh, I got a cat on my lap, and I'm ready to talk some hockey. All righty. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll just jump right into this thing. Canucks suffer what I will call a catastrophic injury for them. Alexander Edler left his team game against the Washington Capitals with an upper body injury, did not return. We don't have a time period on when he's going to be back, but this is a hard loss for them if he's going to be out any extended period of time. Uh, last time me and Dakota were on here, we talked a little bit about how the Canucks have been a surprising team. But uh, they're starting to fall a little bit in in the standings and uh obviously this isn't helping them any thoughts on edler or vancouver's kind of their push thus far uh outside of the obvious which would be quinn hughes is fucking amazing maybe the devil's got the wrong hughes but outside of that (laughs) uh you guys have any thoughts on edler's injury and also um yeah i don't know the just vancouver in general i'll start with you sean uh, you know, I mean, I guess they're doing pretty all right, you know, being third in their division and whatnot. It's definitely going to be a blow to them to lose Edler. But um, I feel like the NHL is just suffering injuries all over the damn place. I feel, I feel like every a lot of teams have, like, some big-time player in some facet, like, out. You got Sydney in, in Pittsburgh. What, uh, Edler, I think we have a couple on the list that we're going to hit, we're going to touch on today. Yeah, um, and it's... I mean, with uh, with Sydney, we you at least have a time frame. You know, he's coming back in five, and the Penguins are, I don't know, they're it's always next up with them. So they seem to do okay with when Crosby has to take a little bit of a break, and he somehow comes out stronger every time. Mm. All right, uh, Dakota, pass it over to you. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, he is a he is a key part of this uh this Vancouver team, and you know, I I hope it's not anything serious. Um, I. I it, it happened after he was hit by Ovechkin, right? Like he took a he took a nasty hit, but uh, it's yes, hard sir. To say yeah, it's hard to say with injuries. So yeah, I mean, Russian machine never breaks, and he's been he just breaks other players. He's been breaking other players all season. Apparently, <laughs> that's his freaking goal this season. <laughs> Ovechkin's goal this season is one: I need to score fifty to stay on pace for the Gretzky most goal scored, and two. Um, my defense not that good, so I'm gonna have to just lay fuckers out whenever I have the chance. And that's Who that's what I've defense? summed up. My defense. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't. You don't have competition if you take out the competition. <laughs> it makes scoring on the power play a lot easier if you just kill Edler in the first period. Yes. Um, <laughs> all, all jokes aside, you know. Uh, well, 
I mean, I was going to say it's it's hockey. It's not a ballet <laughs> in the immortal words of Mr. Ovechkin. I guess we'll move on. Uh, the Sins, the Senators, three straight. Yeah, I say good for them. The Senators, I hate them this season <laughs> so bad. Shabbat had a game-winning goal against the Rangers, who I hate more than the Senators, so I was completely fine with this. Rangers are in, what, sixth place? They're like a couple points ahead of the Devils. Yeah. And Columbus has skyrocketed to the bottom of the uh, the barrel here. We'll see if the Devils can pull out a win because we're tied for most trash in the Metro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty sure. But uh, Shabbat, how do you, you hit a nice goal? The Senators are just surprising all around. And 11 I and think, 11, man. <laughs> 11 and 11. <laughs> A perfect 500. Uh, well, not perfect. They have one OT. But, I mean, what the craziest thing about this, and, and we talked about this on Monday, Dakota, is Jean Pajot. He is on like an eight-game goal-scoring streak. Three which he put against the Devils. We're, I'm not going to count one of them because it's an empty netter, so who cares. But got the Hattie against the Devils. This man looks like an absolute monster. It makes absolutely no sense. Someone should, uh, someone should stop this. Where, where's the Bobby Clark of stopping Jean Pajot? <laughs> I don't know. This, this. If we, we cannot have Ottawa go all the way to the damn playoffs if they keep playing like this after we talk so much shit on them. They'll never come to Atlanta. I need them to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of scoring on the Devils, I'm going to have to get into betting. We, we played uh, the Bruins, what was that, like last week? Something like that? Yes, beginning sir. of the week. I 100% was like, Pasternak's going to score two goals on us. Exactly. And what did he do? He scored two goals on us. I'm going to start he, getting into betting. a fucking machine this season. It's crazy. Nice. I mean, you could pretty much say Pasternak's going to score two goals on any team, though. I don't necessarily True. know that that's specifically a doubles thing right now. Him and Marchand. See, this is the, this is the, if you talk about injuries and how long the season is, um, one of the biggest problems that shows with the Bruins is both, I think both Pasternak and Marchand have 40 points already. Think about that. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. So if one of them goes down, yeah. <laughs> so if one of those players go down, Ooh, that's going to be some tough sledding for the Bruins. That's their entire offense is flowing through them right now. And uh, yeah, well, Ottawa's been really good. I got I nothing but positive things to say, except for, you know they beat the Devils, so fuck Ottawa. Yeah, uh, and they <laughs> beat the Flyers, so also fuck Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of uh, just our irrational hate as fans, uh, they've they've played really really well. I mean. It, like I said, their offense is kind of coming from unsuspected, uh, unsuspected sources. But yeah, man, good on them. We'll we'll see what happens. I, it's a long season. I don't know they're going to be able. I don't know that Jean Pajot is going to be able to keep up <laughs> oh, <laughs> the man. level of goal scoring that he has going. But maybe he does. I mean, it would it would be kind of a cool story to you know he's like plus fifteen or plus sixteen right now. He's leading in plus minus. He has this goal-scoring thing. I mean, it would be such a great story if they don't make the playoffs, but he wins, like, the Rocket Richard or something. And there's no way you couldn't give him most valuable player at that point if he stays plus 16. But we all know the wheels are going to fall off that thing at some point. Um, That is just, like, some Wayne Gretzky level of playing that I don't think will be sustainable 
And uh, kind of brought him up a little bit earlier with the Bruins. We had two giant saves. I mean, giant, giant saves. Rask had a miraculous one. And then Fleury had a miraculous one. The uh, I guess the question is, which which save was better? I go with Flurry. Flurry, hands down. Same Z's. Yeah, the Flurry save was crazy because he had to dive back across the net like a baseball player and catch. That it. was like I some mean, Matrix shit, man. It it was absolutely insane. I mean, that that's the only thing I can equate it to is baseball. Like it was a diving catch, mm. you know, like in the outfield. He snapped all the way back. He was outside of his right post. Dove back to the left post and caught it. And you're just like, how old is this man again? Yeah. <laughs> what, the, what the hell is with Flurry? And why did the Penguins decide to put him? <laughs> that still baffles me. They probably are kicking themselves in the ass. It's like, I, well, I mean, good for Flurry because obviously it pissed him off, and now he's better than ever. Apparently, um, absolute, absolute craziness. But it was a. If you haven't seen those, TSN has an article up called "Who Save Was Better." They're both phenomenal saves. Rask has had a bunch this year. And he's also looked like a monster. Um, also, I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't think I put this in the notes, but uh, someone tried to, I can't remember what player it was, but someone kind of bumped Rash the wrong way and Wagner just skated up and just whipped the absolute dog shit out of them. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. <laughs> and I was like, man, the Bruins are fl- <laughs> like, they're on all cylinders right now. <laughs> they're not letting anything happen to their team. Um, Dude, they are unstoppable this season. Yeah, easily. Be- I, I think probably the best team in the East. Yeah. Especially like just watching the- their games and seeing how technically they're playing. It's, it's nuts. But you still get a lot of those classic Brad Marchand antics, which it's just fun to watch. It's entertaining to me. Yeah. <laughs> Also, this shootout's this shootout's been pretty going going all right right now. Yeah, the Flyers are in a shootout right now with Calgary. So did Giroud hit another slap shot? Because that's that's another thing we should probably talk about is his antics of one just nailing a slap shot and then his very next shootout faking a slap shot goal and getting stoned. Hey man, he's gonna deliver <laughs> us to Jerusalem. One can, <laughs> one can only hope. That's probably the best Flyers T-shirt I've ever seen in my life. I like when they went to the playoffs last time. Someone said, "Deliver us to Jerusalem." I I like the one that the Devils made that just said, "Stop touching butts." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let let us know. Give me give me an update. Who's shooting right now in this? Uh, uh, this Claude Giroux's uh, slap shot just. Oh, let's see. Quadra shot another slap shot. I won't Gosh. give any spoilers. I'm in the Kachuk future. Yeah, Kachuk won it for uh, Calgary. Okay. And down goals the Flyers. Maybe That's Kachuk. Okay. Maybe Kachuk's not going to lose his shit uh, on his team. That's one of our news articles. Did a little, did a little quick little backhander five hole. Yeah. Yeah. So in my notes here, I have Flames sucking donkey dicks for quarters, holding players only meeting. Apparently something clicked. They got the they got the job done against. Uh, your Flyers. It's unfortunate yeah. for you guys. Who was in net, uh, Dakota? Uh, Carter Hart was in net. Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Couldn't have happened against a better person <laughs> or a better team. All, all jokes aside, uh, it sounds like that was a pretty good game. I Obviously, I didn't get to see that because I was setting this stuff up. But, uh, yeah, yeah Calgary put, picks up a win. That kind of takes out one of our articles because uh, – Kachuk was has not been very happy with his team. 
They had a players-only meeting, I'm assuming, rally the troops. Maybe they got drunk before they played uh, <laughs> played the Flyers and somehow got a win. But uh, I, what do you guys think about Calgary as a team in their standings? And, and uh, do you think they're a playoff team? Do you not think they're a playoff team? All of that good stuff, I guess. I mean the play the way they're playing right now, no, <laughs> you know. I mean, granted they just got this win, but you know we'll have to see if it sticks. You know, we'll have to see the next game and keep an eye. But yeah, as as they're playing right now, they're not a playoff team. Uh, hopefully, like you said, that meeting maybe kicks some, you know, puts uh, some fire under some asses and maybe they get some more W's. We'll see. Yeah, they're just they're too inconsistent right now, which is kind of weird considering how they played last season, but. Uh... I don't know. If it clicks, it clicks. I don't mind seeing Calgary in the playoffs. It's just, I don't know. It's just one of those weird teams. Yeah, and, and Calgary is a little strange in general as far as, unfortunately for them, with the division they play in, there's a lot of really good teams that haven't really stepped forward. Yeah, this whole season yeah. seems like we're in like the upside down and Stranger Things. <laughs> like there's a, there, there's some teams that are like you know still playing well like Washington's still up there Boston was up there last year and they're still up there this year but like you know now we're seeing Tampa in 12th place in the East Columbus in 13th like you know what I mean like over in the West like Minnesota and Nashville are 13 14th respectively and they were both and then you got the Sharks down year. there too yeah and they're yeah. all playoff teams last year it's like crazy I'm like what the hell's going on this year. Yeah, so the crazy the crazy thing about Chicago, and I think me and you talked about this, Sean, actually on our split podcast we did mm-hmm. uh, a while back, is Kane turned the Jets on. They're now nine and nine with four OT losses, twenty two points. Calgary's just right above them with twenty three, but you know Anaheim sitting at third with twenty three. I don't think that's going to stand. Um, mm-hmm. San Jose, I think, if I'm not mistaken, went on a ten game win streak. So that team is starting to turn it around, and they're easily they're easily gonna. I think they'll skyrocket to the top of this board. I think the most surprising thing for me is how bad Vegas has been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I expected them not even to be in the wild card race, just at the top of their division, and uh, it's not. It's not because of goaltending, I'll tell you that, because I watched Flurry yeah. do some ridiculous shit this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four OT losses, that's always tough. Um, obviously, they, they've also played more games than anyone. So I, I think they're at 24 games, and yeah. uh, Winnipeg's at 23 or something. But, yeah, that I, that's surprising. Is anyone surprising about uh, – is it surprising to you guys? Vegas is – I don't want to say cold start because it's not like they're in dead last, but – No, I – I think they're going through a bit of a slump right now, but I think they'll they'll turn it around. I mean, they always do. Since their inception, they've turned it around every season. So uh, they got a great head coach. They got a great they got a great top line. Um, yeah, so I don't see any reason why they won't turn it around. Yeah, it seemed like just they I mean they must have lost a little bit of their scoring luster because I remember a lot of their games being some of the high scoring ones. Like oh yeah, you know. But now yeah, it seems like like yeah, just I'm seeing like one goal. Then they beat Toronto four to two, but then you know, then and then they beat Calgary six nothing. So it's like they just seem to be really washy right now, a little inconsistent. I mean, you have some really good guys in that team, but William Carlson, Marcheseau, you know, Max Pacioretty, you know, like I also don't know if I'm ever pronouncing that right. And with the stellar <laughs> the stellar goaltending of of Flurry, uh, I'm I'm sure they can get out of it. They might just be going through a little slump right now. 
Yeah, I mean, when you look around the league, you have St. Louis, number one, Colorado, number two, Dallas, number three. You have Edmonton, number one, Arizona, number two. Fucking crazy. Have to, <laughs> ha, have to blame this on the hot dogs. You have to. Phil Kessel. <laughs> this, this trade did not work out for the pins, by the way. <laughs> no. Because... He's been playing very, very well. It seems like a bad trade in in comparison. Uh, Vancouver uh, rounding out number three, and they've been on a little bit of a, I don't want to say a slump, but they haven't looked as good as they did at the beginning of the season. And, and obviously, like we talked about earlier in the show, losing Edler is going to hurt them. Um, but it's a toss-up. We're not talking about a huge point gap. In the, in the Metro, there is a huge point gap because Washington and the Islanders have decided – that they should just win every game possible. <laughs> just every, every one of them. Don't you fucking lose. And I mean, Ovechkin's out here trying to kill people like it's the playoffs. So I don't, I don't know what we're going to do, but you look at the top of it, like I, you know, like teams like the Penguins or the Flyers who actually have a shot to make this uh wild card. It's like, I don't even know if it's worth it at this point. You gotta go play Ovechkin in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all jokes aside, uh, speaking of the pins, they smoked the Devils last night. I mean, they rolled them up and they smoked them. There was nothing good about this game if you're a Devils yeah, fan. No. <laughs> Especially, too, they're, they're off. Like we said before, you know, Crosby's out right now, but that always just seems to make Malkin even better. Yeah. And, yeah, it would just... I don't know. The Devils, it's it's tough to say, too. Like, I mean, the Penguins have been playing great. It's tough to say, like, when anyone's playing the Devils, you're like, oh, well, they're playing the Devils. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it almost boils down to, like, the Devils just need to figure some shit out, man. Yeah, I mean, the defense for the Devils was absolutely terrible. After the game, uh, John Hines came, came out and said, this one's not on McKenzie Blackwood. I mean, he kept us in the game in the first period. Uh, the poll was not regarding McKenzie or the disappointment in him by any means. They pulled McKenzie Blackwood. Um, I went they lose 4-1. I think that was the end score. I think this is more that they know they lost the game and Domingue was going to start today against mm-hmm. the Red Wings, so they were just trying to give him a little bit of uh, a little bit of practice because they already knew this. Yeah. yeah, some exposure because Blackwood had already made 30 saves before being pulled, even though he let four in. I mean, like, fucking A, what do you want him to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's only so much. This is terrible. The defense is awful. They, I... At this point, I hate to say it, but it it the the Taylor Hall trade seems inevitable, and I guess you know what is the return on that, um, and and that kind of leads us into the Buffalo Flames owner talking about long term IR, uh, kind of fucking up the trade market and what you're actually available to do because of the salary cap situation. But any thoughts on one trading Taylor Hall and two, uh, the absolute destruction that happened against the Devils. Well, I'll leave it to you guys. I'm, I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> I'm not exactly a Devils fan, but, yeah. you know, it's, it just seems like they're having a lot of troubles this season. Too many. Yeah. Like, as for Taylor Hall, like, I'm 100% on the Fire Hines train, and I don't want to be on the trade Taylor Hall train. But at the same time, if he's not coming back, if they're like, uh, yeah, like the way we're playing, like he wants to go somewhere else. I mean, then by all means, at least let us get something for him. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I'll be able to live with that. 
as long as he doesn't just leave us cold in the you know in the off season and then we're just screwed and we got nothing. Just goes uh, out for a pack of cigarettes and never comes back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe like, and I assume, I guess, if we were to trade him, I, we'd probably have to work out some sort of sign and trade, maybe or something, you know, because I feel like no one's gonna be like, oh, we don't want Taylor Hall on loan, you know. Uh, well, I mean, it's debatable. If you're a team like, uh, you know, if you're a team like Calgary and you're on the bubble during the trade deadline, maybe maybe you make a big move or Winnipeg, who has Bufflin, and Bufflin's completely out, right, out of action. That's a big point score for them, even though he plays well. They say he plays defenseman, but I'm pretty sure he is just a winger, <laughs> a very big winger. Um, no, all jokes he's the aside, second winger. <laughs> all jokes aside, I, I think there's some bubble teams like that that could definitely, uh, use definitely him use him. But the, here's the problem with Taylor Hall right now: he can't hit the fucking net. <laughs> he hits everything True. but the net. <laughs> I have seen this man ring it off the post so many times this season. It, it, it's it's reminiscent of uh, the Devils, let's say, circa 2015, where it was just everyone just kept saying bad puck luck, bad puck luck. Well, if anyone's got bad puck luck or is snake bitten, right now it is Taylor Hall. This man has missed open netter after open netter. He's just clanging off the post, and everyone knows he's a good player. It's not that he can't do it. It's just it's a series of bad luck every time he comes to the plate, it seems like. Um, but I, you know, I, I would like to see him get moved personally. I just, it, it's just one of those things. He, if he was going to resign, he should have probably already done it at this point with the devils. He doesn't seem, he wants to go win somewhere. And, and I think that me and Dakota have talked about this on previous episodes. It's like, well, where are you going to go? And, uh, cause I mean the, the teams that could really utilize him, I, I don't like, does Edmonton need him really? At no. this point, yeah. not with the way they've been playing, yeah, no. no. Yeah, so, I, where is he going to go? Is he going to go to Chicago? Because they don't, they can't. That this gets into that uh, the other thing that the Buffalo owner was saying, long term IR. They have Marion Hosa on like a eight million dollar deal still on long term injury. So there's only certain places yeah. that he would be able to go anyways. Do you think he can go to Columbus? Maybe fill that Panarin uh, gap for them. Why would he want to get, leave the Devils and go know. to a team that's worse than the Devils if hey, he's the trying price, to win? Hey, man, actually, right. they're, they're he doesn't have a choice where he goes. We're going to trade his ass. <laughs> he's going to move a couple teams up in the standing. I mean, he does have a choice where he goes. I think he has a no-trade clause. So. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, so beach. he's... Cool. <laughs> yeah, we can't just okay, move come to Philly. Anymore. We'll take it. <laughs> I Never trade in your division. No, or not division, yeah. but conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's something Shero would do. That's not out of, but the the ask that he would want back, you guys are not gonna like that. With the, uh, he's gonna want one of your top defensemen and probably yeah. a, either a first or a second. And I think that's kind of where the Devils are. And I don't know that a lot of people are gonna. I mean, if Taylor Hall season stays kind of where it is, and he's just like scoring less than Kyle Palm Paul Mary. I don't know that anyone's going to pay him 10 to $12 million outside of the devil. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's been a little rough run. Do you guys have any thoughts on the, uh, the Buffalo owner and uh, uh, general manager talking about long-term IR and how they need a scoring forward and how it's really hard to trade because of the way the league is currently set up. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Who's the Sabres owner? Is that Terry Pagula or? Uh, hold on, I pull it up real quick. Uh, the the general up. manager is the one that came out and made the. Oh, uh, okay. I it, thought it was, it was yeah. Jason. Right. Uh, 
Oh man, B O T T E R I L L, but but double L's. I'll never be able to get it, dude. You put two L's together, I'm like, I am like Mike Peluso. I can't skate out there with two L's, dude. <laughs> uh, it's Jason Botterill. <laughs> okay, he's uh, he basically said it's a moving target. The uh, the general manager of Buffalo Sabres has, in fact, made offers on forwards, but the system is gummed up a little bit. The financial system of the National League hockey, there's so many teams, 10-plus teams, who are working with long-term IR players, and that can get a bit problematic. So when he says that, I think he's specifically talking about teams like the Blackhawks. Uh, the Devils have a few also. Um the Red Wings, when you Johan Franzen and uh, not, I don't, I, Zetterberg actually retired, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so. Um, Nicholas Cronwall, I think, is on LTIR right now. So there, there are some other teams. I mean, obviously, you can just go around the league and look at that. It's kind of a loophole for salary cap, but it does affect movement of money. So uh, any hard thoughts on that at all? Or do you think this guy's just crying because his team's not playing as well as they did at the beginning of the season? That's funny. It might be a mix. Uh, I do think, though, there are some things that are, like, outdated and probably need to be, you know, the league is completely different. A lot of these rules were written when the league was different, you know? So uh, I do think there are a few things that need to get uh, looked at and maybe get a little bit of a renewal. But, uh yeah, I think it's also just salty. Like, you know, I'm looking for players. I can't find any. We got Taylor Everywhere Hall. Everywhere I look, uh, I, I turn over a rock. There are no players under there. Yeah. <laughs> we got Taylor Hall. We'll take Eichel. And uh, who else? Who else they got over there? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, send, uh, we'll send them Taylor Hall for Ross Mastali in the first. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> it's fine. Wow, that would be a terrible trade on Buffalo's part. But that does seem very Buffalo, <laughs> to be honest. They would do some dumb shit like that. Uh, all jokes aside, I mean, I, I feel like Buffalo fans would be like, yeah, yeah, nope, he's right. <laughs> that, that equates. Um, it could happen. So uh, Babcock got fired. You weren't on this show, Sean. Any thoughts on Babcock getting shit canned from Toronto? Uh, I mean, they definitely should be playing better than they are. Uh, even with, like, I, I think the last episode I was on, I think with all three of us was when we were talking about, or maybe it was just you and me, uh, Chris, when... Uh, we mentioned how Ovechkin said that they were all selfish. I think that might have been all three of us. Uh, he said Toronto was playing selfish. Uh, yeah, he was. I mean, yes, because we definitely talked about the mm. fact that Ovechkin said that they were being selfish and they were playing selfish. And we kind of made light of it a little bit because if anyone in the league would know that, it was old Ovechkin. Like you yeah. talk about like 2007-2008 Ovechkin. He was considered a selfish player, only a goal scorer, doesn't do things for the team, kind of just half shows up. Um, so for him to say that, it was a big deal. I don't know that any amount of coaching is going to fix what is going in Toronto, going on in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Matterwatch, who happens Matter to be... Much. Who happens to be injured as well right now. So they're in, they got some tough sledding. But I think it, it more comes down to what we did with our predictions earlier. I don't think their goaltending is that good. I think their defense is is a little suspect. Um, for Toronto to win, they have to score five, four to five goals. And I, I just don't know that that's sustainable at all. 
Um, I don't, and especially not with Babcock style of hockey. Now, if you take John Haynes and you put him there where he wants to play the sped up version of hockey, where you are constantly dumping and chasing um, with a team like them. Yeah, that probably, that might work, but you know, Babcock, that's not, that was never his bread and butter with uh, the Red Wings. They like to uh, dump into the corners, kind of grind it out. Zetterberg would get the puck. Um, you get big slap shots from people like Cronwall. You got Dad Suk, who, who can, his handling was just so fucking incredible that like no one could get the puck from him to begin with. And you have Zetterberg, he could pass it to you. I mean, you look at like what he was able to do with that team and you go, well, he also just had great fucking players. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you look at like what he's done with team Canada, he plays a very similar style. And uh, you know, with Matthews and and Marner and Nylander, I, I don't know that he's getting the same team, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a little bit weird. I, it, I never thought that Babcock would get fired from anywhere. Honestly. True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has what two gold medals and a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like, who yeah. are you going to go out and find that has those credentials? It could just <laughs> be that Toronto is a trash fire, regardless of who coaches them. <laughs> Yeah, so it it's yeah, it just didn't it, it might not just be, you know, uh, a good fit. You know, it might just need a little change of uh, scenery in New Jersey. Um and, uh, you know, you and we'll, we'll bring, see what happens. Are you saying uh bring in Babcock? Hey, I'd like to see it. I, I'll take anything right now. I don't think John Hines is getting the job done. So if you could bring in uh Babcock fuck it i'll I'll give it a shot i I Uh, was i was i was really hoping that san jose was going to stay on their losing streak so that pete DeBoer could get fired and get brought back to the devils because anytime pete DeBoer goes anywhere the next year the team goes to the stanley cup so right (laughs) i'm down for that toronto should have traded coaches they're like hey we'll give you babcock and uh, a third round pick (laughs) for (laughs) pdd um, they need a players coach, man. That that's what it really comes down to. I, I feel like with Austin Matthews and, and Marner and all the the contract problems that this team has seemingly being been having over the past two years, um, Babcock is doesn't really seem like a friendly guy and not a player yeah. coach. I think if you get like Trots over there or something, you know, someone that's just a little more personable than Babcock, maybe that team will click. And then we'll see. They brought up their uh, their minor league coach. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, could you imagine this team if Tortorella was their coach, though? <laughs> That's another guy, though, too. Yeah, not not very fun uh... team right there. <laughs> uh, all jokes aside, um, so, I mean, if he doesn't get hired by anyone, it is kind of looking like he might be Seattle's next coach. Uh, if you're looking for a big <laughs> name, Badcocks won. Um how do you guys feel about that? And also, do you have any thoughts on what Seattle should be called? Because I heard Seattle Leviathan, and I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. They should definitely be called the Leviathans. <laughs> um, I mean, as far as – yeah, no, no, go ahead, Dakota. No, no. Oh, no, you, no, you go. <laughs> right. I was just going to say, yeah, as far as, like, uh, as him becoming the coach there, I mean, yeah, that, I feel like that's a no-brainer, right? Because even people have been saying that for us when everyone's like, well, fire Hines. They're like, oh, well, who's available? Well, now Babcock is. But other than that, really, no one else is. So, like, that's probably their best choice. And as far as the name, um, I did hear, like, Seattle Seals, which kind of seemed like a little eh. – I would like for them to go uh, in the direction of the old basketball team, be the Seattle Supersonics. I'd God, be so hyped on that. as shit, dude. But, yeah, who knows? 
that I mean, I think that would be awesome just because the jerseys alone would be really great. That dark forest green and yellow yeah, that, that would, they had. Like, yeah. That would be lit, dude. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, from what I heard, we also uh, – I got the uh, the list of names here. If my computer would not – there we go. All right. Yeah, Totems is one, which is fucking weird. That doesn't sound uh, like a... uh, Totem sounds too much like Scrotums. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like because <laughs> you know a Flyers fan's gonna come out there and be like, ah, oh, it's the fucking Seattle scrotums. I was like, however, I was gonna say, however, that will set us up for some really great jokes if they suck. <laughs> some some good chirps for sure. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait for that. All right, what else is on that list? Uh, you got the sock eyes. Ugh. Yeah. Once, once again, are they trying to get their team chirped before they even exist? Like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? You got the Renegades, which honestly, uh, it's like uh, it's still kind of gay. It's still kind of <laughs> non-offensively gay, but not terrible. Not yeah. as bad as the last two, but you know. yeah. You got the Sea Lions, the Seals, the Evergreens, the Whales, which I don't. The, the Cougars, that'd be cool. Well, well the Whales makes sense because yeah. like with Seattle, I don't know if you guys know this. They used before we had kerosene and stuff. Well, blubber was how you had lights in your house. So there's actually like pictures of Seattle whaling where they would kill these whales and there's giant pyramids of whale bones. Like it's insane. Look this up. It's like a historical fact. You can go see it. It's 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 crazy. There's these black and white photos of just piles and piles of whale bones. Um, And and now we have a hockey team named after him. (laughs) But now Seattle is one of their well, uh, uh, God, con- uh, conservative, not well conservatives. Uh, where, you, what, what is, what do you call it when uh, you take care of uh, conservations, conservationists? Yes, conservationists? Okay, there you go. Yeah, so they do that, uh, and and that's a big thing in Seattle now. So it would, you know, like, I don't know. I, I I like Leviathan. I heard Leviathan. I was like, that's awesome. Sea monster, uh, Seattle. Another one too. Kraken, that was okay. It's not Levi- Leviathan's better than Kraken. Yeah, oh, Kraken. The Seattle Kraken, and more like the ass Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> I will come up with chirps for every one of these names. You also have the Eagles, which I mean, there's already an NFL team, so why would you do that? Uh, and you have the Firebirds. Could you imagine how cool the Kraken mascot could be, though? Yeah. Like, if you make him super creepy and just him and Gritty and the New Jersey Devils all hanging out, like no okay, one's again, you got to you got to picture what Philadelphia fans <laughs> are gonna say when they come to town. <laughs> you know they're all gonna say ass Krakens. Yeah, but what about what about if they're like, yeah, we're a Kraken. Our mascots got eight tentacles, one for each of your moms. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's an anime joke and a mom joke. Yeah, I know. I was gonna, I was gonna come up with an anime thing there, but I couldn't think of one off the cuff. Well, uh, you know, your team lost today, so we might as well give you a little bit of something to be happy about. Uh, Drew, four points, one game, turns on the rocket boots. How did, how did you feel about Drew turning on the rocket skates as they beat the Canes, who are seemingly having a tough bit of sledding the past few weeks? Yeah, they are currently tied in points with the uh, Flyers for wild card. Um, this just goes to show you why Giroux has played for the Flyers as long as he has. He's a great player. He's a great leader. Uh, dude just keeps it going year after year. So it's pretty easy. Uh, pretty easy to see why the Flyers would want to keep him around. 
I feel really bad for your goaltending, and I, I don't know what this is, but I think you had a total of 18 shots on net against Peter Mrazek and still won, and Brian yeah. Elliott faced like 35 or something. Like, what the hell is going on, and how can you guys, like, I don't know if you're taking penalties because I haven't watched all the games, but like... Yeah, we do we do take a lot of stupid penalties. Okay, because like otherwise, the a lot of the money that they just dumped on this defense seems really fucking stupid. If you're giving up 33 shots against 18, yeah, yeah, it's hard to it's um, you know, obviously you want to find a a defensive lineman clicks. Um, sometimes it does for the Flyers, other times it just doesn't, which is why in some cases like, you know, Carter Hart will only face like I don't know like 20 shots a game and then other times it'll just be insane and uh it's it's weird cat a hat cat a hat <laughs> um yeah Mrazek has not looked very good this year which i'm not surprised on because i watched him play for the red wings for a long time uh one once again one of my best friends red wings fans so i watched a lot of Mrazek. He somehow had a bounce back season last year. Now he's came back to earth and looks like Peter Morazic. Um, I will say, if as one player I would take, like hands down, I'll trade something for him. Uh, Konechny has looked amazing this season. I he's think that technical bro, and he had three assists this game. He's he's just looked like an absolute monster. Even in the Devils game, I think he had I don't know if he had one or two. I think it was two goals. Um, dude's a grinder and a really it won't give you back Simmons if you guys give us connecting. It's fair. No, not gonna happen. <laughs> I also love because he when he misses a goal he gets really really pissed off at himself about it. So he'll be like skating away from the uh, from the net. He'll be like, "Fuck, god damn it!" <laughs> he's got he's got a great temper. Sean, do you have any thoughts on uh, us? Trading to get connect connecting. We'll give you Hall for connecting and uh, some picks. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to trade Hall to the Flyers at all. <laughs> just, just at all. I don't care who the price is. I mean, worst case yeah. scenario, he just gets injured and doesn't play for the Flyers, and then they're just down a person. Yeah, we and we'd happen? lose Konechny either way. <laughs> Can we line it up for when they play Washington? Ovechkin will get it done. <laughs> yes well taylor hall is also one of those guys that does lay surprising hits on people every once in a while so maybe they'll just hit each other at full speed <laughs> or something and they'll just be an explosion <laughs> uh all right so best comeback of the year the panthers score five straight goals to beat the ducks in overtime did you guys see this at all it's it's the they're calling it the greatest comeback since like Wayne Gretzky's prime. It it was absolutely <laughs> nuts. I did not see it. I yeah I didn't get to watch the game either. I did see some of the highlights, but like it's literally just goals. I mean that's <laughs> freaking great when like anything like that happens. I, I love like watching teams come back from behind unless it's against my team. Um, but yeah I mean, I guess once you get that momentum train rolling, man, you can you know tear it up. So last night I was playing fours of four and I was I was looking at the scores and I have obviously the score updates and, and I'm like ha, 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 they're getting fucked up and then all of a sudden my <laughs> phone just goes bloop, bloop, bloop. 
So after the third one, I was like, okay, they're turning this into You're like, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so I throw it up on the tablet, and I'm like, all right, got to watch this. Great game. And, and uh, crazy. I mean, it really sucks for the Ducks because they, they do need a win. And, and it's hard to be upset if you're a ducks fan because it's supposed to be a rebuilding year and they're actually exceeding expectations in a lot of ways same thing with the senators Mm. uh but yeah absolute crazy game if you haven't seen it go watch it i'm sure it's available if you have nhl uh nhl tv or nhl network i'm sure you can go see it but it was a crazy game uh and florida once again one of those teams we don't talk about a lot but but now they're second place in the eastern conference yeah, I mean they're having a, a good, a quiet, good season. So yeah, I think they got bumped down. I think they're fourth now. Are they fourth? Yeah, but yeah, still up there, still one of the top teams, you know, top five in the East. Which they're, you know they're just the kind of quietly owning. It it's one, of, but with the East, it's so crazy because there's like I said, if you're talking about like, you know, the Capitals have. It's I can't even I don't even know what their point total is, but it's ridiculous, right? So let's look at Washington Capitals. Like if we're just talking about overall, they won today. They're sixteen four in five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. The Islanders like just had the most points, uh, a biggest point streak they've ever had in franchise history, as far as like schedule goes, and they're still, I they're. I, I'm assuming they were five points yesterday. I don't I don't know how many points back they are now. Um, but they were like five points behind. It's like, what the hell does that team have to do? Like, you can't play any better hockey. <laughs> like, <laughs> Washington is just insane right now. So when you look at the East, it, you're just like, there's just certain teams you're not going to catch. And it was like that last year with Tampa. Um it it's just insane. It's it's absolutely yeah. insane. And St. Louis ain't isn't too far behind them too. They've they've played two less games. So if St. Louis wins their next two games, they'll have the exact same record, sixteen four and five. With you know they've if they uh yeah what yeah twenty five to twenty three games played yeah. So if they win their next two, they're in the same spot. It looks like two clear cut, uh, cup runners right there. Yep. That would be Which, interesting. Has that ever happened? Um. Sorry to, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like if like, I think what was it two years ago Washington won, then last year St. Louis won, both playing against different teams, and then this year they play against each other. That would be kind of interesting. I think that would be an awesome series, and I would, I, if that happens, I'm completely fine with it. I, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Whenever you're the top team, you're the one that wins the most in the regular season somehow you slip up in the playoffs. It seems yeah. almost guaranteed. So if I'm yeah. Washington, just start losing now. Like, yeah. You know, like, go, <laughs> Ovechkin, come here, man. We need you to stop. We just, you know, you're going to set out this game. <laughs> Usually the teams that catch fire, like somewhere around like uh, the all-star break, like right after the all-star break, if a team just starts ripping it up, sometimes that those are the teams that make the real deep runs. Clearly as evidenced by St. Louis last year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they were in dead last in December, right? <laughs> Which I gives got... me hope for us. <laughs> I have no hope for us. <laughs> I, I, think no that, hope. I think Hall will be gone by then. And uh, the goaltending situation is not looking good for us, bud. It's not, <laughs> not looking great. That's an article that uh, you missed out on is we sent Corey Snyder down to the minors. Any thoughts on that, Sean? 
Uh, yeah, he's done, man. We, I think we were talking about it like the last time too. He's done, man. He's it's it. I think it's over for him. I don't see him unless he starts tearing it up down there. I don't see him coming back to the NHL. I feel like, like you know, he's on the decline. He's only getting older. He injury prone. He seems to keep getting hurt and stuff. So I mean, it's sad to see because I really liked him, but you know, I, it's how she goes, right? Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate because he did have a strong end to the season last year, and he looked like he was having a good preseason. And I mean, no one wants to be the guy that comes in behind Broder <laughs> to begin with. Like that seems yeah. like a really shitty situation. I actually think that Snyder was a, a pretty good goaltender there for two years, and then injuries have have uh, obviously knocked him down a peg. Um, he had what hip surgery, so he still has some hip problems. And uh, it's just unfortunate. I like Corey Snyder a lot. Hopefully he rebounds and does really well. If not, it's one of those things where, hey, the de- if the Devils have to move Hall, can you get someone, like say if you trade to the Flyers, can you get someone like Brian Elliott? Mm-hmm. Or can you bring in someone that is a solid goaltender um, to back up uh, McKenzie Blackwood, which he did not – look great against the pins so we'll see uh, he had he had a 38 uh three, he blocked 38 the other night and then he got absolutely creamed by the pins so he's just a little bit all over the place right now <laughs> so um craig mctavish will serve as the head coach of team canada at the spingler cup hockey tournament next month any thoughts on uh, craig mctavish and do you uh do you think that's a good pick i i think that's a good coaching choice yeah i mean he's coached a bunch of teams in the nhl i think he uh um gosh khl coach too i think yeah um and i'm just i'm looking at his wikipedia he's notable as the last nhl player to not wear a helmet during games so <laughs> fuck yeah man <laughs> I, I do know that the the big thing with this was that wing gretzky was actually offered the job first, who I don't think has coached since Arizona, right? Like he was the coach for Arizona for a little bit. Am I crazy on this? Did I make this up? No, I think yeah, I think he was. Okay, so I was they trying all, to think. Yeah, they offered him that position first, but uh yeah, McTavish's last coaching gig was in the KHL. It's gonna be interesting. I mean it's not you know the Spengler Cup. It's it's starting out in in Switzerland, and obviously it's not it's not a massive deal, but entertaining nonetheless. Oh and man, he, this dude was a goon too. Like I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking. He's like during his early days with the Bruins, the young McTavish was involved in an infamous brawl between several Boston players and a group of New York Rangers fans in 1979. Well, I mean that sounds par for the course. <laughs> Bruins and Rangers fans, they, they deserve to be it. No, I'm just kidding. No one deserves to be attacked. But yep, should be a good coaching staff too. With McTavish's head with Paul Coffey as his assistant, for sure. Definitely, for sure. I'm down with that. All right, we are now at the point in time where we talk about our player highlights, and we have one for you. It's not all negative Devils news all the time. We have one positive thing to talk <laughs> yes. about here. This man, one of my favorite players of all time, hands down, it definitely in my top five, once you get past, you know, Lemieux, Yager, Gretzky, T. 
definitely one of my personal favorite in Stevens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like 100% Niedermeyer. Um, <laughs> yes. Just keep also, adding people. <laughs> also there. <laughs> just keep adding, please. Uh, Patrick Elias. And we've talked about him on the show previously, specifically around what will he make the Hall of Fame? Because the, I think the last time we talked about it, it was specifically in relevance to Datsuk, who also we've talked about and entered into the Hall of Fucking Awesome because Datsuk. Datsuk's stats, not as good as Elias's. Same amount of cups. Who do you put into the Hall of Fame? I would have to say Elias. I mean, he didn't get it last year. Uh, you know, it's just, I think this is his second year of eligibility. I can't I can't see why it wouldn't either be this year or next year that he gets in. Yeah. Yeah, he might not have been a first ballot, but yeah, I think he'll he'll make it there. But uh yeah, I mean uh, he he probably should have gotten in there before Datsuk. So, I mean, I, the crazy thing about Elias, and, and unless you're a Devils fan, you don't really I guess get it is the Devils didn't there weren't a lot of goals being scored in general. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We won a lot of games, but there, it, it's not like the Devils were ever that team that's going to have like a Gretzky or a Lemieux or a Yager. It, it was a different type of hockey under Lou Lamarillo and Claude Julien and, and some of the great uh, coaching staff the Devils had during their runs, specifically mm-hmm. these two, the two Stanley Cups that Elias won. Um, I think his highest goal scoring was like he, he had like 51 year, I want to say. Uh, let me tell you, I got the stats up right now. Uh, da, 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 da. I do see 40 in 2000. 40. So that was yeah. His, that's yeah, I think highest, that's it. Right? So mm. he's he wasn't an Ovechkin type goal scorer. What I can say is this man could pass a puck anywhere on the ice, and it's absolutely fucking incredible. Every pass he made was absolutely incredible. He, uh, I love everything about Ilias. Obviously, two cups. Um, multiple all-star games, incredible player, um, all around. Got to got to pop for him a little bit. I'm really excited to talk about Elias. Sean, I'll let you start it out, and then I'll uh, I'll get into it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely, I actually have met him a couple times when I had uh, season tickets and whatnot, and he's probably off the ice, probably one of the nicest, like most humble guys you can meet. He loves to meet the fans. He was actually like, you know, you, you'd think you almost you're like, oh, man, this guy's been on the team forever. Maybe, you know, he might be one of those guys that like thinks too highly of himself, but not at all. Dude's a, literally a class act. But uh, talking about him on the ice, I mean, like when he was there, like uh, he almost just completed the team. Right. Like that's the only way I feel like I can put it. He was just one of those guys that led the younger guys and he led by example. He was just one of those guys uh, – cat want to be on my lap. <laughs> He's just one of those guys that, uh, you know, just – if you knew he was out on the ice, like, everything was going to be okay. <laughs> you know, and uh, just literally one of our all-time greatest players. Uh, did I go to his – no, I wasn't. I wanted to go to his, uh, his number retirement, but I wasn't able to make it, sadly. But, <laughs> yeah, just all-around great player. Well, uh, my mom's favorite player, actually, too. And, um, yeah, just wish we could have him back or at least have a player that's half as, you know, great for this team as he was. So to put a little bit in perspective for people that maybe hadn't had the, the same experiences as you, um, they just recently asked Elias to specifically work with Nikita Gusev. And if you look at what Gusev's game has been after they benched him, his 
positioning has gotten a lot better, and that's specifically what Ilyas was working with him on. So I'm so great to see him back in the fold. But uh, if you go down the, these team records, most career points, 1,025. Most goals, 408. Most assists, 617. All-time leader in playoff goals, 45. 80 assists, 125 points. He leads in all of those records. This man's jersey obviously should be retired right up there with Ken Danko, Scott Stevens, and Martin Brodeur. He is part of a legacy that I think the Devils may never see again. Hopefully mm-hmm. they will. But it's not every day that you, you get those kind of players, and especially one that is so humble. And that's one of the great things about being a Devils fan is it's none of the teams was like there was one guy that just lit up the net and, and you made it to the championship. Congratulations. It, it was always a team effort with the Devils. Like, look at any of their Stanley Cups. There's not one person that stands out. It's like, oh, okay. They were absolutely insane that year, and that's how the Devils got there. It's it's always that. He does have the most career overtime points. Um just all around, I love Patrick Elias. Like I said, I ha- I own five jerseys, and two of them are Brodeurs. One is a Scott Stevens. I own a red home jersey and an away jersey for Patrick Elias because he did <laughs> both. So fuck yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, I mean, as a Flyers fan, there are some some goals that you probably don't ever want to relive. But how do you feel about Patrick Elias? I mean, again, as a Flyers fan, you hate the guy every time he scores on you. But you know, as a hockey fan in general, yeah, he's one of the one of the best players. I can't I can't see why he won't get into the Hall of Fame. Um, gosh, you know, I'm trying to think here. Uh, he has a weird time when he was playing for the Flyers. Like we very inconsistent. I think. Uh, I remember seeing a couple of games against him maybe when I was a little kid, but, uh, you know, you guys know more on this than I do. Well, I would say, like, probably (laughs) the most notable is that he scored early on in the Flyers. I was in 2011. I don't want to relive that season ever again. (laughs) (laughs) In the playoffs, that's probably one of the most notables. Like, he was, uh, he, he broke a floodgate. Um, him and Kovalchuk together were great, so it it really sucks that Kovalchuk didn't stick around. Um, especially because they brought in Yager. Could you imagine the amount of passing and goal scoring that could have happened? Uh, Fucking Yager, man! It's, Every it's, episode. <laughs> it's very. I mean, it's very unfortunate that I like Kovalchuk right now. I mean, we should probably talk about this too because I missed it in the news segment. He's just done indefinitely in LA. They're not going to be able to move that contract. Um, he left for what five years to go play in the KHL. He he basically bit my team over and uh, gave us the hard end of a police baton. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I think they could have done more, even though you know they lose Prezi if he would have been healthy in 2013 and stick stuck around. The Devils could be in a different spot, especially bringing you know they brought in. Uh, Snyder when Snyder was Snyder. So mm. just weird. I'm kind of spinning a little bit here, but overall, Patrick Elias, you know, thousand Hall games of fucking played, awesome. thousand points, Hall of fucking awesome. One of my favorite players of all time. 
at one point held the highest percentage of shootout goals until the Devils lost like 17 in a fucking row or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, it was fun. And part of the A-line. Which is what we are. And you guys can check us out every week. We got good content for you. If you made it all the way through the show, congratulations. You're awesome. <laughs> yes. You guys can hit me at, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter and uh, Geek Vibes Nation, obviously, on the website. You can hit me on Facebook at Christopher.R.Patton. And uh, any questions, concerns, well, I don't really give a fuck about concerns, but any questions you guys <laughs> might have for us, we're more than happy to address them. Dakota, say goodbye to the good people. Yes, you can find me at Lashock Dakota on Twitter. I am still working on our Skates to Throat website, so that should be coming around very soon. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, have a good week. Yep. And, Sean, uh, go ahead and say goodbye to the good people. Yep, you guys can find me on Twitter at K4Kills, letter K, number four, kills. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for hanging out, listening to podcasts. Good to have the three boys back together, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, until then. Right. Henrik. What? Is that what we do? What, what do I we mean, do? look, do we you've have? said the same thing at the end of every podcast. Why are you changing that up now? Well, what does he say after Henrik, Dakota? I don't it's remember. It's over. And it is 